0: Being a mompreneur comes with its own challenges of raising your family while managing your business. Juggling play dates, board meetings, and girls night out can be overwhelming. Mama Hustle provides you with actionable strategies from fellow expert mompreneurs to help you grow your business and manage your family, all while keeping your sanity. If you're an ambitious mompreneur or one in the making who is looking to turn your passion into a profitable business, you're in the right place. Here is your host, new mama, multi-passionate business owner who knows the importance of having mentors and a strong network of support, Stephanie Lopez-Gilmore.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Mama Hustle. If you are struggling with your business finances, this episode is for you. Today, we are talking with a business financial coach who is going to tell you everything that you need to know to get your finances in gear, especially so that you can run an effective business. Some of the key takeaways that we're going to talk about today is getting your bill paying system organized, knowing your breakthrough number and prioritizing your expense to protect your business, and the most important is to pay yourself a paycheck regularly. Wouldn't that be great? So if this sounds like something that you are interested in, then tune in to today's episode. Today's guest is an attorney, a financial coach, and a serial entrepreneur. She's also a wife, mother of five, grandma to three, and has a cute little fur baby and is a U.S. Navy veteran. Her passion is helping small businesses thrive in the face of unexpected market changes by ensuring that there is a plan to protect financial milestones and a plan for the company's successful growth. She gained an extensive background in program management and strategic planning, working for the U.S. Army as a consultant for companies in both the government and the private sector. Today, she applies the lessons that she learned from her previous business, which was a six figure consulting business that she ran with her husband and her trainings as a financial coach, project manager, and strategic planner, along with being an attorney to other entrepreneurs to implement positive and powerful changes to help their business grow and thrive. Dawn is our amazing money coach, and I'm so excited to welcome her to the show. You can find out more about her and her services by going into EntramoneyCoach.com. That is EntramoneyCoach.com. So let's welcome today's guest, Dawn Kennedy, to the show. I hope you learned a lot from Dawn, especially about having a solid financial plan to be able to plan for times of uncertainty because trust and believe there are plenty of them outside of the coronavirus. Now, next week, we are having a special guest that's going to talk about pivoting, especially pivoting during this time of the coronavirus, if you haven't done so already in your business. This is a really great time to pivot so that your business can thrive during these uncertain times and that you can get your work done and be able to serve your clients and audience very well. So stay tuned to the next episode where we bring Erin Hawthorne on to talk about the power of pivoting. Hi, Don. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mama Hustle. I'm so happy to have you as my guest this morning.
2: Hi, Stephanie. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here. So,
1: tell the listening audience a little bit about who you are, your business, and how long you've been in business.
2: So, I'm Don Kennedy. I am a financial coach and business strategist, I'm also an attorney. And I help entrepreneurs to fix their money management stuff a little more CFO than mindset and teach them how to make more money and keep more profit by starting from the numbers. So I've been in business as the money coach since last September, but actually was working as a consumer law attorney and a financial coach on the personal side to help personal families uh, for about two and a half years. So it started out with me helping families get out of debt, and you know, protect themselves from creditors and things. And then everybody that I was working with just happened to have a small family business. So it, it ended up being I had to help them kind of fix the family business finances so they could take a paycheck.
1: And what motivated you to start this business in the first place?
2: Well, my husband and I had a very, very successful six-figure consulting practice uh, back in Georgia. We started in 2011. And we very quickly went to six figures. We were at uh, 200K, actually, the year that he had his accident. And he fell 18 feet off a ladder onto concrete and had skull fractures, right? And he wasn't supposed to make it through the night, and he did. And they call him Miracle Mike, which he is. But what happened is our business didn't survive. I mean, we could no longer do the consulting because he ended up going into three years of rehabilitation. For his head injury and to be able to learn to walk again and all those things. And he also lost his hearing. So there was a lot that he had to learn to overcome for himself. And, you know, our finances were not great. We ended up in $76,000 in debt. And we had been doing what I call the cash flow boogie. And this is somebody pays your invoice late, you put it on a credit card, credit card bill comes in, you pay off the credit card, but there's a cash issue. So we had been doing that shuffle for about 18 months. And we thought we were doing everything right, but we weren't. And if we would have been doing the cash flow management and the money management the way that I teach today, we would have had about three months to close down the business and continue to take a paycheck. And so I started really working with more business owners because I wanted to protect family businesses. I wanted... I don't expect people to have tragedies like we did, but I want people to have a good method, a manner of managing their finances. But if something were to happen for any reason, or maybe they want to make a pivot, they still have one full quarter of protection so they can write themselves a paycheck and keep food on the table.
1: And that's really important because as we're recording this right now, we're in the midst of or um, the early parts of this pandemic called yeah. the coronavirus. And so we've um, a lot of businesses locally have been shut down for maybe about Anywhere between one to three weeks, depending on where you are in the United States and what type of business that you are in. And I'm seeing a lot of the small business owners that I know um, in the local region and on a national region that don't have that savings off to the side. And they are at this point trying to figure out how they can pivot because a lot of them have those brick and mortar businesses. And so, of course, with the social distancing, they can't see any of their clients. They had been forced to shut down completely unless they're a grocery store or an essential worker. Um, right. And they're now having to figure out how to take their business and still have contact with their clientele, but on an online um, version of that. And for a lot of people you know, who are not tech savvy, or maybe even their clientele might not be tech savvy, it is a very frightening time because they're now looking at, okay, well, I can't, up until I think yesterday, more recently, I don't know if it's on a national level, but they couldn't collect for unemployment. Now there's small business loans that are out there right. and other things like that, but still it's a loan. I mean, it's not It's not like this is free money. They have to pay this stuff back. Right. And this is really important to, to talk about at this point in time. So what are some of the the tips or like tech or um, information that you would love to share for someone who is in that predicament right now especially with this pandemic that they in regards to what they could have done in advance to to prepare themselves for something like this and then what they can possibly do now some tips that they could do now that they would be able to help salvage their their business at this point
2: So the number one tip is don't hide from your money. So a lot of people end up in money stress and they don't want to look at it. They're like they they shut down. Uh, They don't want to know, I guess, how bad they think it is or how good they think it is. They they just you know they get to this. Money is a very emotional thing, and even though we use it as a method of transaction, we're all very um, intimately connected to our money stuff. And there are a lot of money mindset coaches work on that because it is a mindset thing. But on the mechanical side, I call it money mechanics. You still have to know your numbers. You still have to be willing to go ahead and figure out, you know, what exactly do you need? So you're right. Unemployment insurance is not for self-employed people. We found that out the hard way when he was in rehabilitation that all of a sudden our income was zero. And, you know, I had to, to take, I took a job going back to what I did before we did consulting. And I did a couple of side hustles, if you will, on the side. To try to make it through until social security kicked in because he was considered catastrophically disabled from the date of the accident there's a five-month exclusionary period for that so we went months and months and months without a check on the business owner side though it's the same way so the sba is going to process these applications And they need to make sure they take the right amount. So right now, right here, if you are somebody who has a business, you don't have an emergency fund, you need to figure out how to get to your clients quickly. You need to figure out how to get online. You need to maybe get someone to help you make sure that you have access to your buyers at some level. But if you're going to fill out your paperwork for the SBA, there are millions and millions of dollars in loans. You need to make sure that you take exactly the right amount of what you need. And what I consider that, and this is the basis of everything I do, is you're going to take something called your breakthrough number. You're going to protect the four walls of your business. I want you to consider your business as a box, and you want to protect what's inside the box before we pay for anything outside the box. So the inside of your box is four walls, just like a, a little home. And the first one is access to your buyers. So you need to make sure that you're taking enough money to pay for your internet, your brick and mortar rent, because rent's not going away. Even if your utilities go down, you want to pay for your phone number. So you want to make sure that you can get to your buyers. And the second wall are critical operating expenses. So what are the things you have to pay for? Do you have a little payment terminal at your store that you have to pay for access every month? If you can't take money, you can't be in business. You know, do you have special software? Are you a graphic designer? Are you a t-shirt design firm or something? You have to have a special software to do your job. Make sure that you keep those subscriptions up and that you take enough money to, to pay for those. Then the third one is going to be inventory. And that's going to be the tricky one right now with the pandemic because we don't know how much we're moving. But you do want to make sure that um, you get a good estimate for that and you figure out how fast you're moving things. And then also what the shipping is coming in, because right now they're shipping supplies to hospitals. They're not necessarily shipping a lot of commercial goods between stores right now. And then the fourth one is going to be your payroll and your paychecks. And I know that a lot of people are going to take these SBA loans. There's going to be something given back to you, either some kind of forgiveness or, or something, you know, that the government's going to say, we're, we're going to, either i think it's either forgive the payments on a certain percentage or something because you use it to stay as an employer because you have to pay for your payroll taxes and everything else even though they're suspended you're still going to have to account for that so what you would do is you would total up those four walls of your business and whatever that number was let's say the number was $4000 that's what it takes for you to keep your doors open to keep things coming in to keep your employees paid because you have one or two of them that's what it is then you would take three times that number you would take three months worth of that number. So it would be $12,000. And then on top of that, I would take one more month of payroll. So maybe payroll was 2,500. So I would take a loan for about 14,500 and not much more. So there are going to be some people who are going to go out and they're going to take too much because they're afraid. And then there's going to be some people who go in there and they go, well, I only need five grand to get through because they didn't calculate what the real true raw cost is for them running a business and being able to pay themselves and their employees. That is number one. And to get that right number, um, you know, people are here to help you. So I can help you or there's worksheets or whatever, but you want to make sure that you're taking enough and you're not taking too little, but that you don't take so much that it burdens you on payments. When everything opens back up, you don't want to have this huge thing hanging over your head that all of a sudden, you know, you need to come up with and that's going to That's going to cause some stress, I think, on some business owners if they don't get that right number.
1: Exactly. That was one of the things that my husband and I were having that conversation um, because at one point in time, um, I have a couple of business partners in different um, aspects. One of them is a meditation group. And so my friend and I were actually looking at her location prior to this pandemic was actually looking to sell. And so all of the um, tenants were looking, scrambling around looking for a place to go to. And so we were actually supposed to have a meeting a couple of days ago, but with everything going on, it's like, well, we're not looking for any spot at this point because sure. everything is closed. And even my husband was saying, like, just wait to find out, like, hold off, do everything, you, you know, put your money aside, because you're going to find out what businesses are able to stay afloat and what businesses are gonna to have to shut down because they didn't take the proper precautions. He was like, you're gonna be able to find some property really, really cheap. He's an architect, so he's looking at, you know, like the, the trends. He's like, you're gonna be able to find property super cheap. But in this whole thing, because there's going to be a lot of businesses that did not take the proper precautions to be able to, you know, stay through this, because we don't know if it's at this point, if it's going to be a couple more weeks, is it going to be a couple more months? I mean, we have no idea. And now they're talking about that there could be another round of this going on in the fall, which could be even more Dangerous or, and detrimental than what's going on right now, so it's is you have to look at at this long term thing. Four four months is is a great timeline, and it might be even longer, but you, you you have a lot of people, even when you're talking about personal finances that are not even thinking about that on a personal level, you know, whether or not you have a business or you're looking to start a business, you really need to look at your personal finances too, at this point in time, and not just for your business, but like, how am I going to be able to put food on the table? And a lot of people I know are just kind of laying back and like, Oh, well, I'll just pay, you know, I'll just take care of unemployment and I'll make sure that all my bills are deferred. I'm like, but you do realize that like, eventually yes. this is all going to come crashing down at you. Like your cell phone, your utilities, your rent, right. all these things, they might defer it for a moment, but once this lift, they're all going to be asking for that money. Cause they're all in need. I'm like, I would pay off even a small percentage of that if you can with unemployment, like maybe you might not be able to pay the full amount, but even if you could pay half or quarter, whatever it may be so that you can show that you are still making a good faith effort to pay off these things and not just sit back and be like, well, in the next couple of weeks or months, I don't have to pay anything. Then once you get back to work, because it's going to take a minute for the economy to get back up together. It's not like you're going to come back to work and all of a sudden you're going to get a paycheck like you were doing before. Right. Right. <laughs> like you gotta right. take these things yeah. into consideration, you know. <laughs> you you might not be kicked out at the moment from your from your place that you're living in, but if you don't pay, and shortly after this whole thing lifts, you will be kicked out. <laughs> like it's, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: So the way we prioritize the business expense that I just told you, we can actually do that with personal as well. And you're absolutely right. People who are kicking back now and thinking, oh, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, the pandemic's just going to change my life forever. If they would just prioritize these things. So you want to pay food first, pay utilities second. Third, you want to pay your rent or mortgage. Fourth, you're going to pay transportation. You have food. You can take a hot shower. You have a place to live. And then you have a place or a way to get back and forth to work when this all ends. So if you prioritize those things, that people are not going to like me in the banking industry, I'm going to say, don't pay your debt. Forget your FICO. Your credit score does not matter when you're not making any money right now. And prioritize these other living expenses in a way that protects, again, you and your family. Then you're going to be in good shape because, yes, you may have a $39 late fee or whatever. I have a real good feeling, though, that because this is a global issue, people will start putting pressure on some of these institutions to start waiving late fees and interest, whether or not they do it. I don't know, but generally, you know, you're talking about the entire world's going to be really mad at visa or something, you know, Hey, you guys shouldn't be, you know, taking advantage of all these people who are home. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. I can't see the future, but I can tell you that if you pay your visa bill, they don't care if you had a meal, they don't really care that you have hot water So you want to make sure that you're also doing kind of this prioritization of what you need to pay. And you're absolutely right. And unemployment isn't really 100% of your salary most of the time. I know they're going to pay bills like that. So, you know, you may be taking a pay cut, even though you're home couch surfing, you know, that's going to cause some stress. But to your point, business owners who don't panic right now, business owners who don't throw their hands up and close are going to be in much better shape than the ones that do and then try to restart later. So you don't want to lose momentum right now with everything going on. You still want to stay out in front of your buyers. You still want to have your face out there. You can use your Facebook page. You can use Twitter, your Instagram and all these things. And you can, you know, still let people know that you're still going to be open for business. You can keep yourself out in front of your ideal clients in a very positive way, even though you may not be able to serve them right now, depending on what your business is. So I don't think that it's going to be as destructive because there are a lot of people, you know, like calling to support small businesses, buy a gift card, buy a candle, buy this. So we're seeing that huge movement with people who are home couch surfing. It's like I ordered from, you know, I ordered takeout and I got a candle and I bought a gift card. So there's a lot of that. Now as this drags on and on and on and on, that's not going to, Um, necessarily be that way. But if you are a business owner and you do not panic right now and you step back and you take a look and you prioritize, you're going to be in a very good position to be able to step right back into the market, provided that you can stay calm and in front of your buyers.
1: Now, this is a question I know a lot of businesses with everything that's going on. And of course, this is all special circumstances. I mean, if you're listening to this and and by the time you listen to this, the pandemic is over, if you're like, okay, this probably doesn't apply to me. But know that, you know, there's always going to be something that's going to happen somewhere down the line, whether the economy is going to take a crash again, we see these trends all the time. But Um, I have a lot of people who are, okay, looking at the fact that my physical location is now closed and now I'm doing things virtually. Should I be offering discounts because of the fact that I know, number one, um, that my clients or my clientele is also without work and they're not able to pay the normal fee or the normal rate? Or should I just continue to charge what I normally would charge? So do you have any suggestions for people like that? Because I know I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of people who are calling me up and asking me like, you know, should I consider doing discounts? Should I consider doing whether there's service industry, like, should I consider doing a free something, something? Um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, free for a small amount of something gets gets a person that's not typically your buyer and to know I like, can trust you. But if they already are your buyer, I would not just offer them that same thing for free. They know your value of your service. But what would you suggest as far as should they charge for the full amount or should they consider like a discounted rate because of this pandemic that's going on?
2: That's a great question. So what I'm actually encouraging people to do right now is do what I call the mini pivot. So it's actually to offer a special offer at a price that's comfortable. So would I say you slash your prices? Okay, so I'm a bad one to talk because I took down one of my business services, um, almost 40% because I think being able to do what I do and that's dig into people's profit lines and see what's profit margin and all that stuff. People are going to need that when they start to kind of restructure things and get back online. So I did that and I'm also offering extended payment plans and I know there are other business owners like me doing that. But I serve as business owners. There are going to be a lot of people who serve consumers, and some of those consumers are going to be essential service people. They are still making a paycheck. In fact, they're making overtime. So you have to understand your market. That's number one. Number two, you have to understand um, for yourself what your ability is to kind of turn on a dime and offer something that could be very valuable right now. So, I'm offering some other things that I don't normally offer at a very low price because I want to be in service, being able to reach as many people as possible. Understanding also, though, that people don't always value what's free. So, it depends on what you're doing. So, if you're somebody who is in the service industry and you're doing something that is comforting people and things like that, I think asking for a small amount, giving them something tangible to go with it—a checklist, a sheet, something like that. Right now, when people are really nervous and scared, there's a lot of lot to be said for offering things that are tangible. So I paid this, but I got this great thing. There's kind of this more quid pro quo. Whereas in the beginning, you know, they might buy something and it doesn't have to be tangible. They don't have to feel it or see it. It just it's it just is. You know, they're buying services that um, like meditation apps, for example, and meditation. Things where, let's say, they would just join a class, um, or join a yoga class, or do something like that. Now, the other thing I want to mention is, if you are a brick and mortar store and you're no longer paying utilities because your utilities aren't going to be used, you need to also be able to shift and figure out what what happened to my finances. So, if normally you pay five or six hundred dollars a month in utilities and you don't now, that's five or six hundred dollars that either you put towards paychecks or something like that. But there's also a shift within the budget. And if you take the time to look and see where those shifts are, you may see that you actually pick up some money for going online. And that may also give you an ability to offer some sort of offer or discount. Um, I, don't, I don't always say you know, things should be given for free. I think little bites of things are okay. But even now, people would probably like to have some things that are ongoing, Or secure, you know. I've I have a a good friend of mine who's a dance teacher. She's been teaching online dances to uh, paraprofessionals forever. Now all the studios in the world are going online. So what is she doing? Well, now she's offering consulting services and doing those kinds of things. She always did offer them, but people didn't really take her up on them. She can't give all of that knowledge and expertise away for free. That's her business model. So you just have to be kind of eyes open. Look at your budget. Where am I saving money? What can I be offering? What would be in comfort? What would be in service? And then what would also be reality that people need to be somewhat invested in what we're doing because they don't value free.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I tell people all the time, like, there's, when I first started off, I was doing um, own business was a lot of personal training group fitness classes. And I was getting paid by the studio, of course, but the classes were open to the community. And the community, this is a community that is very underserved um, in Detroit. And you would have a lot of um, people that were lower income. They they didn't, some people showed up. I would have, sometimes I would have 16 people in a class. Sometimes I have eight people in a class. And then there'd be weeks where no one would show up. And then it started turning into months when no one would show up. And I had to eventually talk to um, the people that were paying me. And I'm like, okay, it's not fair for me to collect this paycheck every single week when no one is showing up. Like we need to at least charge them, even if it is five or $10. And they're like, no, right. because this is for the community. I'm like, but they need to have some form of, investment in. And so um, one of the things that you, I love what you talked about is this is a really great time to pivot or to even start that business. I mean, if you're sitting at home and yes. you're not doing anything, you know, you might not want to throw all of your money into a business, but you, there's a lot of things out there that are, you know, that you can do for very low cost or for free at this point in time. And just to get yourself out there, like Facebook is a really great way. Social I media is a really great way. You don't pay for these
2: things at all. I was just gonna say start your Facebook page. Start inviting people to your Facebook. Page. I was just gonna say that's perfect. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean and I I pivoted, I mean, in this time I my my focus has always been on uh, I pivot a couple different ways. Like my focus has always been on hormonal health coaching, but my clients have had a huge focus on weight loss. Like that was their thought process is that I just want to lose weight. I don't care if it's tied to my hormones. What do I need to do to lose weight? And they're still in the mentality of diet and exercise is what's going to be there. So I offered my clients who couldn't see me face-to-face in the gym, a 14-day free Facebook group. And now we're starting to monetize it. So this is going into second week. We're talking about how we're going to monetize this. Um, My friend and I are doing it and we're starting to offer them at a low cost thing and slowly starting to increase the amount um, for every new group of people that we enroll in. But we're showing them the value of what it is. We're only giving them a small taste of what we're planning on offering. And then the full on thing is going to be a lot more. I've also wanted to go more into, I've had a lot of my friends who've been asking me for business coaching. And so it's like, okay, well, this is a great time. You're not doing anything. You know, this is a really great time for me to offer one session to you for free and then get you on, you know, an ongoing program for a lower cost. You get to see the benefit of it. I get to get the testimonials of it. And I've been on phone calls, like at least three phone calls this week to talk for business coaching. And so it's a really great way because a lot of people are looking at like, what is she doing during this time, she's, you know, she's taking her business online, which is something I've always wanted to do, but I'm able to now pivot and offer these other services and to be able to transition into it, which is hence, you know, the reason why I created Mama Hustle is because I I have multiple side hustles. You right. got to do what you got to do to put some food on the table for, for, for your kids right? at the end of the day. And so this is a great time to pivot. This is a great time to start a business. This is a really great time to get out there with very limited expenditures like Facebook, social media. I mean, what is everyone is us all they're doing. They're on now TikTok and they're on Snapchat and they're on Facebook and Instagram. You have an audience that is sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Right. Put your time and your effort into that. Like that's sweat equity right now. Right. That's a huge that's a huge part of an investment without having to actually spend your actual dollars, but you have the time now versus when you go back to work, you're not going to have the time. So spend that time to get that clientele up there to get that no like, and trust. And then when things come back up, and then you can sit there and say, like, all right, I'm starting with this small, small offer or these special you know, offers for this pandemic, and I'm able to charge more because of the fact that I'm now um, expanding my, my business and things are going, the economy is getting back together, and people see the value that you have to offer.
2: Great. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, starting now also means a couple of things. One is not only are people, you know, home doing nothing, but I am a huge person of ask a lot of questions and interview who you think your ideal client is.
0: So,
2: you know, get your friends to hop on a call with you and answer some market research survey questions. They're home. People are not going to be too busy now to help you with those early stages of, have you interviewed, you know, five people? Have you asked them those questions about what your service or your product would do to change their lives? and are um, home and they're bored. They have nothing right. else to do. <laughs> and they probably want to see you anyway. Exactly. I, Zoom is blowing up because yes. everybody's on it. But yeah, it, it is just literally the time that if you've had your... Your eye or your ear on something. I was like, oh, that sounds like it would be kind of cool. Why not investigate just a little bit on really what it could be and what it could um, what it could help with. Who you who could you serve? Are those people you know your right audience? And I, I say this because my ideal client actually changed from who I had originally interviewed when I started. It's a pivot. My law practice has pivoted basically, so it just separated. And, you know, my ideal client has changed even from like last October. So, you know, unless you have a starting place and you know who you're supposed to be talking to, it's going to be very hard to, when the pandemic is over, make sure that you're talking to the right people. So this is a perfect time to be doing all of those beginning steps of starting a business.
1: Yes, exactly. And so I have another question for you because I get this all the time, even as we're talking about after all this pandemic stuff is over with. I always hear a lot of times, you know, when do I pay myself? Like when, um, when do I pay myself and my business? Because they're so used to reinvesting. And I did the same thing when I was reinvesting, reinvesting, reinvesting in the business. And you're like, I don't even have a paycheck. Uh, and then eventually I had to bring on staff. So it was like, well, I got to pay them. So when do I pay
2: yeah. myself?
1: <laughs> so do you that's have a, any tips on that?
2: So that's a great question. So first and foremost, you start to pay yourself as fast as you can. And here's why I say that is on those four walls. Remember the fourth wall is your payroll, payroll expenses. You should be paying yourself something, even 10 bucks. And I actually have people paying themselves every other week. In fact, I'm starting a movement called Entree Payday for entrepreneurs to pay themselves. It's been going since, uh, the end of last year, and I send a newsletter out every other Thursday that says, hey, congratulations, you're still in business, pay yourself a paycheck. Why? Because you show up differently. Your business isn't running you, you are running it. And it changes you psychologically when you sign the front of the check after you sign and then turn it over and sign the back of the check. So just imagine you sit down, and you write a check. It's a huge psychological shift into how your business is running. It is then at that point becoming more self-supporting. And I know people say reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. and And I get that, but we can no longer talk about just mere overhead and reinvesting the rest because entrepreneurs are burning out. I mean, I have all of the statistics about what happens to entrepreneurs who do not pay themselves. And we're talking, there's a lot of them because they're in this mindset of, I just need to keep growing and growing and growing. But what happens is if we would have stopped and paid ourselves a little bit and taken some of that money instead of reinvesting it, maybe 20% and putting it in an emergency funds, we will always be protected and then we can reinvest the rest and grow. So instead of reinvesting 100% of all the profits or whatever, consider your paycheck part of your expenses and then take about 20% over that and put it in an emergency fund until it's full. Once it's full, you don't have to do that anymore. And you're still going to get to reinvest like 40%. That's the average that my clients reinvest is 40%. That's a lot, but you're still protected. Nothing's going to happen to you. So basically you're going to keep paying yourself, which is a beautiful thing because how long do you want to be working for a business that's, I mean, in some ways taking advantage of you mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, in, in your, you know, your brilliance and your kindness and your experience and expertise, and you're not getting anything back other than the satisfaction of being this, you know, frazzled, burnt out business owner. I see that so much. So I really that, that, want that scene. <laughs> that is true.
1: People are like, well, I no longer work for the man. I don't work for the nine to five. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. but you're like killing yourself, right? Yeah. Like At the end of the day, you are absolutely killing yourself. Um, so before we wrap up, do you have any other tips that you would like to share for the listening audience in regards to how they can keep their business afloat? Um, not even during this pandemic, but like overall, like what is some of the big takeaways that you will love for them to have some really great tips so that they can take home and implement today?
2: Yeah. So number one is to make sure you take about 30 minutes and figure out that base number, that breakthrough number, the four walls. What do you really need to make every month that your business self-supporting, including your paycheck? The second thing is I do want you to start some kind of emergency fund. And even if it seems overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, I have to save 12000 If you put a line item in the budget and even put away $150 a month, it will get there. You will get there. There's multiple ways to save that money, but you will be protected. So that's number two. Number three is to take a breath and to know that Things are going to happen in your business. They're going to happen financially. It is cyclical and these things happen. And I want you to find another metric besides cash coming in or cash going out that shows your success. So whether that's writing yourself a paycheck every other week, whether that's how many people on social media you're impacting, whether that's how many people attended your webinar and got some tips that week, I need you to find something other than money as a measure of success. Because if you don't have those other things to look for, if you have a down week in the money, it will affect you and affect your ability to continue to stay in business and do those things. So if you just do those three things, find out your breakthrough number, make sure that you know you're making how much every month. I don't like it when people say to me, "Gosh, I hope I made enough." It's like, what do you mean you hope? Don't you know what you need to make? It happens a lot, though. So I want you to have that number, and then I do want you to start that emergency fund for things like this. But then, just in general, you know, things happen. And then do find those other metrics. What is success to you that does not have a monetary price tag? What would be success to you this week? Would it be how many people, you know, listen to your podcast, for example? You know, that kind of thing that you're going to embrace the number of lives that you're impacting and serving rather than the amount of money coming in on a given week. So I think if you do those three things, you're going to be in great shape to stay in business because it's not just about starting businesses. I want to see people doing this for the long haul.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, these are really, really great tips. And you have a special offer that you would like to give out to the listening audience. So, can you tell them a little bit more about what that offer is?
2: So, you can get the free worksheets on the breakthrough number, and you just have to go to the link that'll be on here and you can get those sheets. And it takes 30 minutes. So, grab a cup of coffee, sit down, figure out your number. It's, um, going to give you that peace of mind that you know what you need to aim for every month. I find that a lot of people relax when they realize, you know, their number, especially some of my online uh, business owners, you know, their number is like $2,000 because they only want to take a thousand dollar paycheck and then very low, you know, overhead types of things. And they're putting money away for a VA or something like that. So if you know that's your number, then there's nothing to panic about. You just go out and make your number. And you know, at the end of the, of the, Day, you're going to get paid, and so is everybody else.
1: Awesome. And then, can you let can you also let our audience know how they can be able to find you on social media and your website?
2: So, Facebook and Instagram, I am at Entree Money Coach. So, just my business name there, and then the website is EntreeMoneyCoach.com. And on there, you'll see, um, there's some tips and some other things on there that you can do. There's some videos I think on there also. So I do a lot of, uh, freebie management things. But again, if you're looking for money mindset, I'm not your girl. (laughs) You want to, you need the mechanic stuff. You come see me. I'm going to make sure that you're paying yourself every other week.
1: But you know what? That's important, honestly. Like the money mindset is one thing, and hopefully we'll have a money mindset coach on here. Uh, but it really comes down to knowing your numbers. I mean, having a m- mindset of you know knowing how important your money is, and knowing that your value is definitely very important. But if you don't know your numbers, you're not able to figure out how to keep your business sustainable and how to put food on the table. And you might not even be able to hire that money mindset coach if you don't know where your numbers are at the end of the day, right? <laughs>
2: Right. Absolutely. I have found over time that a lot of startup businesses are more worried about the logo than setting up the books and because it's more exciting. There's nothing really cool about knowing my numbers, but it's really cool to look at my new logo, look at my new website. Um, but I would encourage anybody who is starting up or making a pivot or anything to take, you know, 30 minutes and at least get some kind of system down for finding out their numbers, and then tracking everything that comes in. If you can do those two things, you're going to be way ahead of everyone else. And I'm not an accountant. I'm not a bookkeeper. I actually have one of each. So I'm only talking about the income that comes in, that you're managing that piece of it. So as long as you know your numbers, you're managing that piece of it, you are way ahead of a lot of people who don't look at their numbers. They they put their expenses every month on you know autopilot, basically autopay, and if it's in there, it's in there. If it's not, it's not. And that's because this is just not necessarily the fun part of business because people make it complicated. But you can keep it very simple. Just know your number, know how to track it, and you'll be great. You'll you'll be in great shape, and then turn everything over to an accountant
1: and hire Don when you need when you need it. Because <laughs> trust <laughs> and believe, there's going to be a point in your business you you haven't already got there, and what you're going to need some of that coaching. Well, I appreciate having you on today's podcast. You gave a wealth of information. All of her links and her freebie will be in the show notes. So please, please, please check those out so that you can get in contact with her. Check out her blog. She has really great articles on it. Um, And then follow her on social media so that you can be able to get your finances in order. Whether it is you're listening to it during this pandemic or down the line, starting a business or already have an existing business. These are things that you really need to have in order to become successful for the long term. And that's what we're all you know, we're here about is to get that long term success and give you the tips and the resources that you need to have so that you have that available when you need it. Thank you so much, Don, for having me uh, or for being on the show. Sorry. Thank you so much for being on the show this morning. I really appreciate it. It was a wealth of information. Um, I mean, I, I love the energy that you have and I love the tips, especially about the importance about being able to pay for yourself and putting money aside for those emergency funds, which is very critical, especially during this time that we are recording.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: mamas, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for our guest links and freebie. Most importantly, head over to mamahustle.com forward slash workbooks to grab your free five key steps to uplevel your business workbook to help moms gain clarity in their business and increase sales. Thanks again for listening and repeat after me. I am a goddess that can handle any obstacle thrown my way.